G'day and welcome to Authorise, the podcast where writers speak. My name's Kevin Hillier, another great Australian author to introduce you to in just a couple of minutes' time. But of course, it's all thanks to our podcast partners, and that is CSCG. They're the people who can make your money talk for you and make your money do the things you want it to do. They'll help you uh, set your financial goals and then help you achieve them. It's as simple as giving them a call, and that's easy. Double nine seven four eight triple three is their number, cscg.com.au. You'll see all the services they have to offer, and they cover every part of the financial spectrum, uh, from superannuation uh, to life insurance, loans, uh, starting up a business, whatever it is you want to do, they've got uh, experts in the field to help you out and to guide you through that uh, and, and work with you uh, to achieve the best outcome for you. That's the kind of people that they are and the business that they run. Uh, so well, you'll be very happy you do business with them. Double nine seven four eight triple three is their number. Sarah Smith is a really interesting author. Uh, this is her first novel, but she's a very experienced writer uh, in the television world and has worked uh, both here and overseas. In fact, the book is set in Los Angeles, so uh, spent a lot of time there, uh, but worked on television shows like McLeod's Daughters, uh, like All Saints, uh, like Bite Club and uh, Love Child. Uh, has vast experience in that area, but as I said, this is her first novel. It's got a great title. It's called 12 Steps to a Long and Fulfilling Death. What a great title. Let's meet Sarah Smith, the author. Congratulations on your first novel. Thank you so much. How's that feel? Uh, it, well, it's a bit surreal, but it's, uh, it's fantastic. I, yeah, I, I kind of pinch myself every day, so it's, uh, it's a kind of exciting and humbling all at the same time. Was it a long process to, uh, you know, from go to woe? Uh, look, probably, but I, I did stop in the middle because I, I, I started writing it when I was living in Los Angeles and uh, I probably wrote about a third and then I parked it for a while, partly because I didn't know quite what I was doing, but I came back and worked on a couple of television shows back in Australia and then I picked it up again and, you know, yeah. So uh, it was over a number of years, but not full-time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, your other writing as well as, as the writing of this book, 12 Steps to a Long and Fulfilling Death. Uh, you, <laughs> you already win the cheery title of the year award. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> all, all very ironic. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, the difference between writing for television and, and writing a novel, is there a, a big difference from your in your headspace? Uh, look, I probably was able to use a lot of the skills that I have from writing um, you know, television scripts, but it is quite a different process. Um, in television, obviously, the script isn't the end product. The script is, you know, what you use to then make the show. So there's a lot of lot more people giving feedback and input, and it changes a lot of the time, uh, you know, as the process goes through. And writing a novel is very solitary. So there's both the enjoyment factor of knowing you can go wherever you want, but also a little bit of um, terror <laughs> when you realise you don't have anyone else to ask what they think. <laughs> Uh, so, what was the attraction to to wanting to write a novel? Then, if you're if you're in the, in that mode where you're writing constantly all the time for TV, where, mm. what what was the attraction for you to want to do a book? Uh, well, I did have some downtime, and I had gone. I had I was actually living in Los Angeles. I pitched a couple of shows. I'd had some initial interest, and uh, then I was waiting, and I was thinking about, well, you know, do I you know come up with another television idea, or do I, you know, have this time and 
I think because I was in a different place, um, you know, it, when you go to a different place to live for a little while, you, you're, you're more like an observer. So I was taking a bit of a sponge and an observer at the same time. So I was taking in the city that I was living in, um, feeling a little bit like an outsider. And uh, then with time on my hands, I thought, well, I may as well try it now. Yeah. Um, you set the book in, in LA um, mm. because it's an interesting place and has all these possibilities or because you were there at the time and it seemed like it fitted? Probably a bit of both because I was there and I was, as I said, you know, taking in places that I've never been before and, and uh, observing them and I thought, you know, it is a, it's a fascinating city. It's, you know, a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with it. But um, I... You know, it, it, it itself has a lot of ghosts. There's a, you know, even as you wander around, and it's a, a city all based on, um, you know, t- television and film, and it, it, life is a little bit fleeting there. Like it comes and goes. You know, people who are famous one minute aren't the next. And yeah. I remember walking along, um, you know, the the, the Walk of Stars on the Hollywood Boulevard there, and and of course there's some names that you recognise and you know, but there's there's names that you think, oh, I, w- I wonder who that was. I wonder what they were famous <laughs> for. You know, they they had a star once. You know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that made me think about that, about how, um, you, know, you know, the kind of ups and downs of, of what we do in life. Yep. Is it a different writing style in terms of uh, in your head? Do you sit there or is it just you get in front of your keyboard and sit down and, and bang it goes? Uh, not yet. Look, I still plan. I did, I, I did start with a little bit of just trying to see where it would take me, but I, I ultimately stopped and plotted out the story where I was going. The process itself is really different. Like with script writing, um, what you try to do is minimize what's called the big print, which is the, you know, the descriptions of everything. Like you won't, you wouldn't give a long, uh, detailed description of the environment, you know, the room that you're in. Whereas in novel writing that you may want to do that because that reflects on the character. So it's a very different, um, I guess, technique or yeah, te- technical side of writing is very different. And do you like the, the, the novel part of it more than the, not more than, but do you, do you enjoy being able to expand that and, and use your, your creativity even, even more? Yes, it looks very much so. I think because you just, like you say, you have that freedom to embrace the tone that you want to do and to go where you want to go. I mean, they still have structural constraints. Like in a novel, you've still got to take people on a journey and you've still got to, you know, make sure all your characters are fully fleshed out and that it all makes sense. So there's, there's still all that side of writing that is similar. But the, um, yes, the, the ability to have little, I don't know, just to write in a different way is, is quite, uh, uh, and there's a lovely freedom to it. Is there a nice freedom uh, with the characters to be able to, to do what you want to do with them and go, okay, well, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the detective here could do this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that is fun. Like you go, no, I, um, I mean, I, I also, I do see things visually. So because of my years in television, when you write, write, Scripts. You're you're trying to you know best describe the scene in the in a, in a visual way as much as possible. So I still brought that to bear on the novel writing, but it is fun to have your characters and often too like that. And often writers will say this: you create the characters, but then they kind of determine where you go and what they will do. <laughs> so you can't really force them to do things that don't fit within that character. Yeah. And I guess from the point of view of uh, uh, having control over what your character does, uh, often in the I guess in the television space you wouldn't have control over that. It would the character goes and does what he does, whereas when you're writing it, you didn't see it that way. 
Yes, there's a lot of that. Um, very rarely do you end up with an end product where you go, oh, that's exactly as I wrote it. Because again, there's just there's so many people who have input into a television show, apart from even the writing process, once you get into the production side of things, and, and rightly so, I guess, there's you know directors and actors and production designers, and you might not get the locations that you wanted, and there's, there's so many elements that go into what the end product will look like, and then all the things like even music and sound, and yeah. it, change, it change it up a lot from what, you know, with a novel, your engagement is with, you know, you and the person reading. So it's a lot more in their imagination what it would look like, you know. You mentioned that uh, you sort of got partway through this and then stopped and then did some TV and then came back to it. Um, yes. Did, did, was, it, was it a book that flowed out of you? Did it, did it uh, when you went back to it, uh, did it come easily? Um, I had a lot of ideas for, you know, specific scenes and where I was going. But one of the things that I did... Uh, even when I was work, back working on television, I had I joined a group of uh, a writers group. Um, it was only a small group, about four or five of us, and all of those they were all women, uh, as it turns out. Um, and uh, they had all written novels before, and a couple had actually written scripts before. And we would only meet once every couple of months, but we would read each other a few of our pages that we had been working on. And um, <clears throat> having to say, I, I am motivated by a deadline. So even having <laughs> that self-imposed deadline, it was good because you knew you had to, to write some more. And, and it was very, very encouraging. They were Everybody was pretty well just, you know, loved what each other did. So <laughs> there was no criticism, really. So that really helped me um, keep going. Was it was it a storyline that uh, that played out uh, easily too, or did you did you have block times, or you know, you run up against a, um, a post and go, oh, hang on, where am I going? Where am I going to go here? I, I did have a few of those, and also too uh, with a novel, it's a lot more unwieldy than a script. It's a lot longer, and you can get lost a little bit. You think, oh. Yeah. Too much time on that particular person, not enough time on this. And because it is actually, well, it's a ghost story wrapped in a murder mystery, um, you know, you have to make sure that you've got all your elements right and not not be too obvious, but at the same time not be too, it can't just come from so left field that nobody, that everyone's sits there scratching their head. So you've got to plant certain things, which, you know, sometimes that can be a bit tricky and, uh, you, know, you know, in a way it's a whodunit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, sort of entwined around uh, questions about, you know, small questions in life, like what is life all about? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> An existential ghost story. Yeah, so just, you know, the small... Was uh, was LA uh, uh, obviously a good place to set a book in in terms of all the things that it has to offer? Uh, look, I... I for me, it was because, uh, like I said, it's both uh, amazing but also quite daunting. And um, you know, the, there's, there's people on every at every coffee shop writing their scripts, or you know, the whole town operates for film and television. So if you're in it and you're successful, it can be great. But if you're waiting to for the merry-go-round to go around and you to get on it, it can be a little bit, like I said, an outsider's experience. And that's what I was. It, it, feeling at the time so it had a lot of those themes were relevant to what I was going through myself yeah when people walk into a bookshop and pick this up and and see you know for a start they see the title which I, I think is a fascinating brilliant title <laughs> it's an intriguing oh, title you. straight up you'll be going oh okay well so what's this about when they when they do that they have that moment and go oh what's this about what do you want them to know about this book before they start reading it 
Uh, look, I think that hopefully that it's a, uh, an intriguing story, that the characters are flawed but engaging, that uh, it will keep you guessing, that it will keep you entertained, that you're hopefully left with those same questions about, well, what is life all about, If you know, and to have a moment of reflection. But at, uh, the, at the core of it, um, yeah, I guess, an enjoyable read. Yeah, we're in the entertainment business, and we're in the <laughs> we are we're in the page turning business, aren't we? That's that's exactly. What we, you want, want someone to pick it up and go uh, from go to way. Do you want a, a, a television or movie producer to pick it up and go? Oh, okay. Is that is, well? I, 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 that would be. I'd never intended for that when I was writing. I just wanted to see if I could write a novel. But now that it's out there, quite a few people have said to me, "Oh, I could see this as a film, or I could see this as a short run, you know, series." And and so, yeah, I mean, that would be rather funny for it to come back full circle. But, that, yes, I would love that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> There's someone who's worked in some of the television shows and really, really good quality television shows that, that, that you've worked in and written for. How how fulfilling is, is writing this book uh, in, in when you compare it to, you know, finishing a script off for a, for a series that you've worked on? Um. I would say it does at the moment because it's only just come out. I'm feeling it is deeply satisfying. I, I you know, it, it takes a lot of work to uh, to write a novel, and I guess also that it is it is something that I've done from beginning to end. And and you know, television. Yes, I'm very proud of the uh, you know the television that I've worked on, and you know, some of my ideas and some are other people's ideas. And you know, you do get to work with a lot of very talented people, but. At the end of the day, it largely comes and goes rather quickly, um, and this just feels, yeah. I, I have to say, I do like the cover art, so I look at it and I think, oh, that, yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's something you can have and hold and look at. Whereas the the sort of uh, you know, it's like a a, a big uh, lighter that you use for your cigarettes. The, the television's very disposable in many ways. Very much so, and also with a script, you know, you can slave over a script, but. You don't put the you know you don't have scripts on your bookshelf, <laughs> you know you're not you're yeah. not you're not binding them and having the hey look at this script I write you're never going to reread them. So <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Right. So it is. It's very satisfying. I gather you're already working on your second novel. I am. I'm. I'm doing a bit of television in between, but I am. Um, I've got an idea for a second novel. Uh, this time set in uh, Western Australia. So uh, yeah, going going completely completely the opposite direction, uh, but with a little bit of a spooky mystery as well. Yeah. Um, when you say you plan it out, a lot of people say that uh, when they're when they're writing novels, they just they don't plan anything out. They just let it go, and whatever happens, happens. Is, mm. your, is your second novel as planned as the as this one was, or have you have you changed your tack slightly there? Look, you know, I'm probably a bit of both. You know, they say they call you the, a pantser, meaning you fly by the seat of your pants, yeah, or you're yeah. a plotter, which you've plotted everything out. And I'm somewhere in between. Like I did start, I started both with. Uh, you know, not exactly knowing where I'm going, but then I both in, in first, certainly in the first one, I got to a point where I went, well, I really need to work out the big, broad brushstrokes of where it is, especially because it is a, you know, a murder mystery. You've got to figure out, well, okay, who did it and why? <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know that, you're going to get into some trouble. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say I work at everything out meticulously, but I definitely have those big you know, the, the big broad brush strokes of where it's going. Did you surprise yourself with what you came up with in, in this book in terms of as you're going along thinking, yes. oh, hang on a minute? Yeah, constantly. Oh, <laughs> and some, sometimes when you're in the moment, you just, 
start writing and you think, oh, I, I wasn't actually thinking, but that's actually not a bad idea. So I think that's uh, the part of the fun of it. I remember reading a book by Patricia Highsmith who wrote the uh, Talented Mr. Ripley books, oh, yeah. and she said the same thing, that she, when she was writing, she had – she, she definitely had some idea of where she was going, a very talented writer, obviously. But um, she did also like to be surprised herself. So she would, you know, leave things open or not be exactly sure what the character was going to do at any particular time just so that she could have a, a bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of surprise in her day. <laughs> that, that moment when you get a copy of the book in your hand and you look at it, how did that feel for you? Well, I think I had a smile on my face for probably a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just yeah, it was it was quite incredible. I I will say it was it, it, a very unique feeling. Um, yeah, it's n- unlike anything else. Yeah, and one you'll experience uh, many many more times. I would think. Uh, by oh. the sounds of things. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> Thank you so but, much uh, for your time, Sarah. It's a, it's a fascinating book, a, a really good book, and I'm sure there's uh, there's plenty more coming. Oh, well, thank you, Kev. Thanks for talking to me. And, uh, yeah, uh, look, yes, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a funny industry. And, uh, look, uh, you put it out there and see what happens, but uh, I'm sure you're going to do very, very well. Oh, thank you so much. My thanks to Sarah, and I have no doubt whatsoever, having read this book, that uh, there are plenty more books in the offing for Sarah and obviously lots more television work uh, as well. Now, if you want to sort out your finances, uh, you've finished the book, now now sort out your finances. Uh, talk to my friends at CSCG, double nine seven four eight triple three. That is their number, cscg.com.au, and they'll help you achieve your financial goals. If you'd like to hear more from some great Australian and, uh, and authors from all over the world, uh, all you have to do is uh, have a look where you found this podcast. You'll find a whole lot more of Authorised. And there's a whole lot more of Authorised coming up in the future. I hope you can join me for the next episode. Until then... Read a book because it'll be good fun. See you next time.